Hello everybody, and welcome back to Straight Outta Cloin with me, your host, of course, Dylan Turl Reeve. Apologies if you can hear the wind in the background, it's not a very nice day here in Cloin. Uh, very nice night, I should say, I'm recording this at night. And yeah, uh, this is a bit of a balls for me because I actually had this episode recorded and I wasn't exactly finished, I was about halfway through it. And, yeah, the recording corrupted, so I'm praying to God that that doesn't happen again. This is something that is just a part of the podcast world where you just, you know, these things happen. These things happen, that's what I'm trying to say. Apologies if my voice sounds a little bit different. I don't even know if it does. It definitely feels different. Um, I did take an antigen test today, and it came back negative. However, since then, I've been coughing like fucking crazy. So I may need to take another one uh, tomorrow, or today. By the time this comes out, it'll be Monday. I'm recording this on Sunday night. And, yeah, anyway, look, let's... I think people are just sick of hearing about COVID, so let's just keep going with the the talk about... uh, of what this topic is today. That was terrible English, I apologise, but I'm feeling a little bit under the weather. That's essentially what I'm trying to say. (laughs) So, I know I said on the last episode, and there is something I need to address with the last episode as well. Um, I said on the last episode that the next episode was going to be about how I got into acting. Now, that episode is recorded, and that will be released this Friday, which I'm really, really excited about. However, this is a story that was, like, infamous amongst my school days and school years, especially the last kind of three years of secondary school. And I did tell this story on Joe Turl Rising, and I could be a lazy bollocks and just re-upload that episode, but where's the fun in that? Where's the absolute fucking, you know, crack in that? It's not there. So that's why I'm doing this episode again. And I was so annoyed that the recording got corrupted because, oh, going back over the stories was a, was a great time. And this this... This story brings back good memories of when I was in school. You know, I'm lucky that I actually had a really good time in school. You know, you meet some people who hated school and they couldn't wait to get out of the place. And I'm not saying I didn't want to get out of the place, but I have a lot of fond memories of secondary school. And this this story here is just... this. Oh my god. It's hilarious. This story is absolutely hilarious. I've briefly mentioned it to some people uh, that weren't a part of it that I've met recently. And... You know, it's very hard to tell this story in full in just a few minutes. And that's why I'm delighted I get to dedicate a podcast to it. Before I get into that, I just want to address some of the messages I got from the last episode in regards to Phoenix Wrestling. There's been this kind of false narrative that's come out of that episode that I now hate wrestling. Lads, I obviously don't fucking hate wrestling. I've got a tattoo of the Undertaker symbol on my right calf. I will never hate pro wrestling. Uh, just to re- you know, kind of reiterate what I said about wrestling in the last episode of what I've been saying about it recently, I'm a bit out of touch with the modern scene. A little bit out of touch. And this has happened to me before, back in 2013 and a bit of 2014. Um, I was just, I was a bit out of touch and I just wasn't enjoying it. I was kind of forcing myself to watch it at times and, and that's when you end up hating something. And I wasn't enjoying being a referee anymore. I wasn't really adamant about doing it much longer. And that's just what happened. You know, I I still love wrestling. I still love going back, watching old pay-per-views. I actually watched uh, WWE's pay-per-view last night, day one, which for the most part I enjoyed. The main event was fantastic. Uh, There was some other decent stuff on there as well. 
And yeah, like it, there's no hatred towards wrestling. It's just something I'm stepping away from for now. And who knows what the future holds? Maybe I will go back one day, but I will never be a referee again. Let me tell you that much. <laughs> and I, I'm still kind of watching bits and bobs here and there of the modern stuff, but I'm just a bit out of touch with it. But watching old stuff and watching documentaries, uh, I'm really, really enjoying. And believe it or not, I'm watching Wrestle Kingdom this week as well. And I'm excited for it because I don't watch as much New Japan, especially in the last couple of years with COVID and stuff. New Japan has been obviously hit a lot with you know travel restrictions and you know Japanese wrestlers and other wrestlers, or wrestlers from other countries, I should say, being separated. So that's been a bit of a balls. But I'm looking forward to that. But I just said I get that out of the way. I don't hate pro wrestling. That if you actually think I do, you want to get your head examined. I'm just stepping away for now. So that's that out of the way. Right. As you can see by the title of this story, here is the breakdown of when I won the World Chess Championship in 2014. Kind of. I tell a lie there. I didn't win the Chess Championship. I actually got to the quarterfinal. I won the All-Ireland Chess Championship. Kind of. But not really. Let's explain it. So, I am obviously from Cloyne, but... As some of you might know, or some of you may not know, there is no secondary school in Cloyne. There is only a primary school here and a play school, but, you know, some people don't go to play school. So I don't know if I should count that or not. Um, and I actually got kicked out of play school when I was younger. Isn't that kind of funny? I don't think I could dedicate a podcast to that. I was just, I just didn't want to be there. And I think I was there for like four days. And I, and I left. It's kind of funny, isn't it? Anyway. I, uh, yeah, so I went to secondary school in Middleton, which is a town that I'm sure most people have heard of. It's uh, literally in between Cork City and Yall. That's why it's called Middleton. Bet, bet a lot of people out there didn't know that because Middleton is quite a generic name for towns. I think you could nearly go to any Western English speaking country and there'll be a town there called Middleton. Like I know there's a few in England. I have no doubt there might be more in Ireland. There's definitely some in America, probably Canada as well. So yeah, I went to secondary school in Middleton in St. Coleman's Community College, often referred to as the Tech. And I was there for six years because I did transition year, which is fourth year. For anyone who doesn't know that, transition year is an optional year that you can do. At least it was optional for us. I think it's mandatory in, in, other, uh, in other schools. Um, and we, uh, we did that, or I did that, I should say, in 13-14. Uh, and it was a great year. It's essentially a year away from the books. You do work experience. You do, like, projects and stuff. It's almost like a college year in secondary school. That's probably the best way I could describe it. And it was a lot of fun. And I would highly recommend anyone who's thinking of doing it uh, to, to do transition year. Because I, I had a lot of fun. I definitely benefited a lot from it. And I got out of my shell a bit more. I was very quiet before transition year. Um, you know, I would helped me with public speaking and stuff and, you know, actually just growing in my confidence or whatever. And we got to go on a lot of cool trips in transition year. One of these trips was a trip to Old Trafford in Manchester to see my beloved Manchester United play Olympiacos in the last 16 of the Champions League. Now, you might be wondering, how the fuck is this anything to do with winning a chess championship? Well, here's how. So I was looking for the teacher who was organising this trip. And that meant I was going to have to miss the start of a class. Um, I think it was like an English class or something. 
And I told a couple of the lads that, oh, I need to find Mr. Burke was his name to pay him for the Manchester trip. And I said, will you tell, oh, what the fuck was my English teacher's name? I can't even remember. Miss Scanlon. Miss Scanlon. How could I forget? Of course it was Miss Scanlon. And I said to them to tell Miss Scanlon that I was going to be a bit late because I needed to pay Mr. Burke for the Manchester trip. Now, they did tell Miss Scanlon I was going to be late, but somehow it went from he's paying Mr. Burke for the trip to Manchester to he's playing chess. Don't ask me how. Don't even ask me why. That is what they said. I believe it was a man by the name of Connor. I won't give away his second name. I believe it was him who said that. And I came back into the class maybe five minutes later after paying um, after paying Mr. Burke. And there was a round of applause, which I thought was kind of interesting. And this is normally when you fucked up. The whole thing of, oh, way, and everyone starts clapping. And I was like, oh, okay, what the fuck's going on here? I'm after... Someone's after putting a sign in my back now, or I'm after fucking, I don't know, I'm after doing something, and I was I was also thinking maybe it's just because I was late, and they just didn't tell Miss Scanlon or whatever, and now it looks like I was just dossing, and I was obviously a little bit confused, um, and Connor then said, sure, didn't you win the All-Ireland Chess semi-final there at the weekend? And I just went, yeah, I did, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, it became like a little bit of a... A little bit of a joke amongst the TY students that I was the chess champion. Now, little did we know then, little did we know then, that this was going to be one of the biggest scandals to happen in the history of St. Coleman's Community College, also known as the Tech. I'm just going to call it the Tech now because it's just easier. They actually hated when we called it the Tech when we were, uh, when we were in there. So, yeah, I don't know. That was kind of weird. Anyway, that little joke kind of stayed the way it was in TY. It was just kind of a, it was kind of a thing we'd bring up around Miss Scanlon. It wasn't really anything that we kind of, you know, how, how do I explain this? As you can tell, I'm a little bit under the weather, so my thought process is all over the place. It wasn't something that we expanded on away from Miss Scanlon, bar for like one class where we jokingly told another teacher called Miss O'Neill, and she didn't really care. She kind of went... Oh, oh, really? You play chess? Yeah, that's cool. And that was kind of it. Um, Then, fifth year happened. And this is where... <laughs> oh, this is where it took on a completely different fucking, you know, aspect of life. It, it took on a life of its own, this whole chess thing. So, we had this teacher who, when I tried to tell this story on... Uh, Joe Tarl Rising, I gave a code name and I ended up accidentally saying her real name on it. So I'm not even going to bother giving her a code name on this. I'm just going to say what her... I'm not going to give away what her, you know, um, her name was after she got married because then it becomes very obvious. I'm going to give her the name she had before she got married because it's a bit of a generic name that there was like four teachers in this school who had this name. And that was Miss O'Brien. Back when I was recording Joe Tarl Rising, I was actually recording those episodes live, and I didn't know how to edit at the time, which is why I uh, I wasn't able to edit out when I said her real name. So Miss O'Brien is what I'm going to just call her for this. She was my history teacher, and she was also my geography teacher, so I had her quite a lot during the week. And 
one day I was walking down to her class and a couple of the lads came over to me who I hadn't seen for a while, who were also in her class. And, you know, jokingly went, oh, how's the chess going? And, you know, oh, any more competitions coming up or whatever? And, you know, it was just a bit of a a laugh and a joke back and forth. And I think it was a guy called Stephen was like, here, did you tell Miss O'Brien about that? And I said, no, I actually haven't because, you know, it's not fucking real. And yeah, we were like, will we tell Miss O'Brien for the crack? It'd be kind of funny to see how she'd react. We went into the class and we told her. And she got quite excited. And like she, I don't want to say she was like, she was strict, but I don't want to say she was kind of bland. But you know, she wasn't someone who got excited about things like that. But she actually took quite a bit of interest. And I'd never had Miss O'Brien before, um, before fifth year. Uh, like I kind of knew who she was to see, but I, I'd never actually had her as a teacher before. And yeah, it was it was kind of surprising to see her get as excited as she did. <laughs> and we just we just went fuck it. There's something here. Like there is there is something going on that we can you know we we can push this a bit further if if we really wanted to. And boy, did we push this a bit fucking further. So after that happened, um, I was talking with these lads again, and we were like, they asked like, "Oh, do, do you think there's ever a day that you might be able to miss, and we can we can tell her you're at some like big chess tournament?" And funnily enough, there was. I was going to be in Dublin. I can still remember remember the date, the sixth of November, two thousand and fourteen. I was going to be in Dublin, and guess where I was going to be? I was going to be at a pro wrestling show. You know, that thing that people think I hate now, even though I don't. I was going to be at a WWE house show uh, in Dublin at the Three Arena. It was actually the first time I was ever going to be in that building as the Three Arena. I'd been in there as the Point Theatre. I'd been in there as the O2. This was the first time I was getting to go there as the uh, Three Arena, which it's been called uh, ever since. And I told them, yeah, I'm going to be gone that day in Dublin for the uh, wrestling. And we told Miss O'Brien that I was going to be in Dublin. I was going to be in Dublin for the quarterfinals of the World Chess Championship because I had won the All-Ireland Chess Championship in the summer. Oh, God. Now, this this is where things started getting a bit out of control because we had another teacher who got wind of this and... His name is Mr. Delaney, and I cannot put into words, like, how fucking amazing Mr. Delaney was, not just as a teacher, but just as a man. He was the nicest fucking guy in the world. Um, Luckily enough, got to meet him a few years after, or about a year after I left school when I was working in a, I was working in a shop, and I got to meet him in there, and uh, yeah, it was great to, uh, yeah, it was great to catch up with him again. He's a great guy, and I know that recently he had some health issues, and from what I hear, he's he's doing well now, and yeah, no, it brought me down. Sorry to kind of go on a bit of a tangent here, but it brought me down to hear that Mr. Delaney was after, you know, uh, having some health issues because he was genuinely like, he never felt like a teacher. He always felt more like he was just one of the lads, you know, you could kind of have a bit of a, uh, a laugh and a joke with him, and he always treated us a lot better than some other teachers did. You know, some other teachers look down on you and they treat you like shit. It is what it is. Mr. Delaney never did that. And actually, this will tell you what a great man Mr. Delaney was. 
he gave out to a student before kind of out of nowhere when they were leaving and everyone was kind of confused as to what happened. The next day, Mr. Delaney apologized to that student in front of the whole class and explained to him that he was annoyed about something else and he took it out on him and he wanted to say sorry. Literally, no other teacher I know would have done that. That was like, that that was just a credit to what a great man he was. But, you know, just hoping that Mr. Delaney is doing well at the moment if he does happen to stumble upon this podcast. And, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm hoping that one day that we can, we can cross paths again. But Mr. Delaney got wind of this. Now, Mr. Delaney as well, like, one of the most patriotic people you would ever meet. And one thing I loved about Mr. Delaney as well was that he was patriotic, but not, like, you know, you get some people in Ireland who feel like, oh, I love Ireland, therefore I have to hate England, for example. Mr. Delaney didn't hate anywhere. He said that loving Ireland is about loving Ireland. It's not about hating anywhere else. And he was like, yeah, look, the British did some shitty things. Don't get me wrong. But he was like, you know, it's in the past. <laughs> Germany did some fucking really bad things too. Um, so yeah, that, that was a great thing about Mr. Delaney. But he was asking me all these questions. Like he was going really in depth. This is probably when I knew I was ready to become an actor. Because fuck me, did I answer these questions <laughs> as quickly as I could without thinking about them. One of these questions was... Oh, where where in Dublin is the event on? Don't ask me why I said this. Don't even ask how I, like, you know, thought of this fictional place. But I said it was happening in the Dome in Dublin. The, the Dome. Why I said that, I have no idea. The only thing I can kind of think of is that, you know... I couldn't say the three arena, because if he googled what was happening on the three arena that day, it would have been a WWE live event. I couldn't say Crow Park or the Aviva, because they're the two fucking national stadiums in Ireland, and I don't think a mini chess tournament is going to sell out a 60,000 and 50,000, uh, or 60,000 and 80,000 seater, you know, stadium. Or what's the Aviva? Is the Aviva 50,000 or 60,000? Crow Park is definitely 80 plus thousand, but you know what I mean, it's, they're huge stadiums. Chess tournaments aren't going to happen there. So I just made up a place and said the Dome, because I didn't know anywhere else. Until... Looking back, if I'd known about the National Stadium back then, the Boxing Club, I would have probably said that, but I didn't know about that back then. I didn't actually know about that till I started going to OTT shows in, like, 2016 or 2017. And, yeah, the, the Dome was created. So, now, here was where we nearly slipped up. And this was... I'm sorry, this was not my fault. This was on the lads. This was on the fucking lads, what happened here. I, uh, the week of the quote-unquote chess championship tournament in Dublin, the Dome, I actually missed a day of school that week on, I think it was like the Tuesday, because, uh, listen, just be honest, everyone in the house slept in, so I just didn't go into school that day, which, you know, whatever, it happens. And... I think the lads thought that, oh, he must have just gone up to Dublin today for the wrestling. So, fuck it, we'll tell Miss O'Brien that, oh yeah, he's he's up there now for the chess. I came in the next day, and everyone kind of looked at me and went, what the fuck? And they were like, are you not in Dublin? Are you not going to Dublin this week? I went, I am, tomorrow, <laughs> not today. And... This is where panic like set in, and they were like, "We're after telling Miss O'Brien that you you were in Dublin for the chess yesterday, and that you were staying up there." And I was like, 
Why the fuck did you say that when you knew it wasn't until fucking Thursday? You... Oh, I was so annoyed. I managed to pull an excuse out of my hole. Like, one of the most, like... Probably, like, just lazy excuses ever. That, really, this is where it all should have been found out. So, Miss O'Brien was like, Oh, Dylan, didn't think I'd see you today. Thought you were in Dublin for the for the chess. And I said, oh yeah, I went up there for a bit yesterday just to scope out the place. Uh, we were invited down just to check it out. And yeah, I'm going up there again tomorrow. And she asked why I didn't just stay up there. And I was like, oh, just to make sure I could, you know, catch up on schoolwork as well. Uh, didn't want to fall too far behind. Somehow she believed me, which I like that's that was one of the most like lazy excuses ever. And I'm a, I'm a little bit ashamed. I should have come up with something more creative. I should have said I was in, like, I don't know. I was in Cork training or something. I don't know. I should have came up with something like that. But I didn't. I just said that uh, that I was up scoping up the place. This famous dome in Dublin, which somehow nobody Googled. Actually, let's test out something there. Let's. I'm actually going to Google right now the dome in Dublin. I didn't do this in the original recording or the one on Joe Turtle Rising. The dome... Edinburgh came up. Oh, there's a story about Edinburgh here as well. Don't you worry. That's kind of ironic. The Dome, Dublin. Oh my God! There are, oh no, it's the Dome. Oh my God. I got so excited there. Oh no, it is. It's the Dome. It's a soccer Dome. There is a Dome in Dublin. Oh my God. Yeah, but it's a soccer pitch. Why am I saying soccer? Football. Jesus Christ, I'm ashamed. I never say soccer. It's because I was reading the thing. Oh, do you know what, though? I could see... I actually... Do you know what? Looking at this place now, I can see why they'd think a chess tournament would be on here. It does look like you could fit some tables in here. It's quite a cool-looking thing, actually. I'd love to play a game of football in here. It looks pretty cool. All right, it's called the Soccer Dome. Dublin Indoor Football. That's pretty cool. It's okay, so there was a dome in Dublin. Holy shit. <laughs> I didn't even know that until now. That's crazy. Oh, God. Yeah. I said it was on in the Dome in Dublin, and there actually was a Dome in Dublin. Oh, you have no idea how fucking... I, I never thought there was a Dome. Maybe I maybe I heard about it, and I just subconsciously thought of that. That's crazy. And I am a huge football fan, so it makes sense. But I don't remember ever hearing about that place. Wow. That's mental. Wow. Sorry, I'm actually in shock. Anyway, let's keep going with the story. So yeah, I went up to the, uh, to the wrestling <laughs> on that Thursday, and I missed the Friday as well because we stayed overnight. It was a great show. Sami Zayn, Adrian Neville had a fantastic match. Uh, John Cena main evented against Kane and Bray Wyatt, which is really fun. Cesaro and Dolph Ziggler had a very fun match. It was a great time. Great time all around. And yeah, fun was had that day. Came back Monday into school. And, of course, preparing for everyone to ask me how I got on. And in my head, I was kind of thinking, oh, like, do I say I, did I say I win? Did I, do I say that I lost? Like, I don't really know what to do here. And I, yeah, I managed to just kind of go, look, this is probably where I should lay it to rest. I should probably just say that, look, I'm, you know, I lost. I gave my best shot, but I came up short. And, yeah, this was it. Now, I need to backtrack here a little bit because I got a bit carried away finding out there actually was a dome in Dublin. 
Miss O'Brien, I think, did get a little bit suspicious. Because she went, hang on. It's the World Chess Championship. And you're from Ireland. And this happens to be in Dublin. Even though it's, it's a world championship. It's a little bit convenient. So she asked me, how come it was on up in Dublin? And I said, after a little fucking shit attack... Oh, um, it's because they play it in the capital city of each of the competitors, uh, and it depends on like you know who was drawn out of the out of the the hat. They they determine there where it was played, and I was like, oh, for example, the guy I played is from Scotland, so the semi final is going to be in Glasgow, and Miss O'Brien went, oh, okay, that's fine, and I thought, Dylan, you're a fucking genius. That was just that was phenomenal. That was phenomenal bullshitting there. You should be a professional bullshitter. You know, forget acting, forget anything to do with like combat sports, forget, you know, journalism, which I did before as well. You're, you're going to be a professional bullshitter. And I was very proud of myself coming out of that class. That was until Tom, who I actually don't talk to anymore, came up to me. He was a guy in my geography class and said, you are one fucking idiot. I said, what do you mean? He was like, did you hear what you just said to her? I said, yeah, Tom. I just passed that off like a genius. I thought of that on the spot, just like the dome in Dublin, which now apparently exists. She never, She's never going to suspect a thing. That was a great excuse. It's in the capital city of each country of the competitors, but they have to pull it out of a hat. And then Tom reminded me that Glasgow is not the capital of Scotland. Edinburgh is. And apparently there's a dome in Edinburgh as well, because that was the first thing that came up. And this is where I had a mini shit attack again. And looking back, right, about that, Miss Miss O'Brien. Miss O'Brien is a geography teacher. How the fuck did she fall for that one? I, I think someone should have a look at her teaching, you know, license or, you know, her cert or whatever. I think there might be a bit of shenanigans going on there. But no, listen, I that was the moment where I finally went, oh yeah, Glasgow's not the... I, to this day, sometimes still think that Glasgow is the capital. I mean, it fucking should be, even though it's a shithole of a city. No offence, Glaswegians, uh, but Edinburgh is definitely the nicer city. And yeah, never mind, I take back what I said. Glasgow should definitely not be the capital. It's just because when people think of Scottish cities, Glasgow, especially as football fans, Glasgow is normally the first one that people think of because of, you know, Celtic and Rangers and all that crack. But yeah, that was where the the mask nearly slipped. Now, Miss O'Brien then did something that, oh God, this is where we kind of went, okay, we need to stop it here. This is where it all has to end. Miss O'Brien went to the principal of uh, of the school and told him about my accomplishment of getting to the quarterfinal of the world chess championship in my capital city of my home country of Dublin and Mr. Kelly who's our principal don't think he's there anymore went to the intercom of the school and announced it that he would like to congratulate Dylan Tarl Reeve for getting to the quarterfinal of said tournament oh god and this is where yeah, this is where we really this is this is where we really shat ourselves. 
I was in Mr. Delaney's class when they announced that and I felt so sorry for him because he looked so happy. And he shook my hand and everything. <laughs> it was so bad. Oh, I feel so sorry for him. I'm very bad, guys. I'm very bad. I'm very bad. There's a few people listening to this that will get that. Oh, God, it was... Oh, I felt so bad for him. I felt so bad for him. Yeah. I'm... See, I didn't when I was I didn't get to this part when I was first recording this episode, but I remember when I was talking about this on Joe Turn Rising. I, I that is one moment I feel so sorry for Mr. Delaney. He was so happy. He was like, "Here is." I remember he said to me afterwards, "I feel like I'm after talking to a celebrity." <laughs> oh, poor man, the poor man. Oh, God bless him. Jesus Christ, I feel. Oh, I feel so bad. <laughs> I feel so bad. But that that all happened, which was you know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. That's just, that's that's just the, you know, so like this was nearly, this was nine years ago, was it? 20, no, 2014. So eight years ago. Uh, well, technically it was just, yeah, just past, just over seven years ago, I suppose, technically, yeah. And yeah, that was, <laughs> oh God. I mean, it's, okay, let me stop. The guilt, the guilt is overcoming me too much now, but Mr. Delaney was so excited and we all said afterwards, okay, lads, that's it. That's it. We can't mention this ever again. We need to try and slowly phase out this whole chess thing. This is after going way too far. Let's just let's just end it here now. And then two days later, the school newspaper came out. And there was a picture of me. Which I will try and make the picture of this episode back on my old platform I wasn't able to do that but hopefully on this one I can oh god there was this horrendous looking picture of me I just had my hair cut my cousin is a barber and he was trying out this different haircut on me and we were getting our school pictures taken for some reason we used to take them outside and it was pissing rain that day so my hair looks fucking just terrible and let me actually get up what the exact uh, quote in the school newspaper was next to my photo so it says congratulations to Dylan Turl Reeve they spelled Turl wrong they spelled it with one R fifth year who reached the quarterfinals of the world chess championship in Dublin recently and the headline is chess moves <laughs> I still can't believe this happened Oh my god, it's only just after hitting me there now again that this actually happened. This is hilarious. <laughs> oh my god, I love this story so much. Like, you could not make this shit up. You could make up being in a chess tournament that was a world championship across the fucking world, but you can't make up making up that story. This is absolutely fucking crazy. Oh my god. <laughs> What a time this was. What a time. And it's so weird. Like, it doesn't feel like it was that long ago. But the fact that it will be eight years in, like, October, November that this whole thing started. Like, it's crazy. It's... Oh, my God. Life goes so fast, lads. Honestly. And it's only now, I think, that I'm an adult I realise that. Like, I'm 24 next month. Where the fuck did that... I'm I'm essentially in my mid-twenties then. Jesus. That's mad. But... This was uh, this was where the facade would, unfortunately, end. Now, uh, Mr. Delaney, as excited as he was, I think he was a little bit sceptical. 
I think he saw because every time people would ask us about the chess, people would start laughing. Uh, not like you're know, laughing out loud, but you know there'd be people trying to like stop themselves from laughing, covering their mouths, and I think he was always a little bit suspicious. And one day, randomly in the middle of an Irish class, I I used to sit like pretty much right across from Mr. Delaney, and he said, uh, "A car jazz used to call us. Uh, I'm just need to address something there now." And uh, listen, I, I I've I've had my doubts, so I'm gonna ask you straight out. But uh, but Dylan, and I went, "Oh oh shit! What what the fuck's going on here?" He was like, this whole chess um, thing, is it real? And I just froze. I didn't know what to say here. I was This was the last thing I was expecting. Like, literally, middle of an Irish class, never even mentioned that he was going to ask me something. Didn't take me out of the class and ask me. He asked me in front of everyone. And I just went, uh, y- yes. And he went, are, are you sure? And <laughs> I uh, Yeah. <laughs> it's like why are you going red and I just responded with why are, why are you going red and he was like I, I'm not <laughs> are you sure it's real and I just looked around and I think everyone's face told the whole story and I just went uh, no sir it's, it's not now to be fair to Mr. Delaney he went ah look I thought so alright he, and he said it he was like I could see kind of laughing and he was. I think he said when Mr. Kelly announced it, he could see everyone was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> like, and and then he he actually told me I forgot about this till now. He told me in sixth year because I didn't have Mr. Delaney in sixth year anymore. But towards the end of that year, he said to me he overheard two people talking about it, and that's when he started doubting that uh, if it was real or not. I he never told me who those two people were. Just said he just said it wasn't me. Um, but that's where he started doubting it, and he said. Oh no, look, I, I just said I'd ask you because um, the East Cork Journal have been contacted about this. They want to give you an interview. <laughs> and uh, if that happens, that's false advertising and we could get in a lot of trouble for that. <laughs> and we all went, oh shit, that was, uh, that was unexpected. And after this, you know, revelation of Mr. Delaney finding out about all this, this is where we realised okay, we have to tell Miss Otuma that this this isn't... Uh... I just called her Miss Otuma. Fuck, I did it again! Fuck! I'm not editing this out. Okay, Miss O'Brien, Miss Otuma, yeah, whatever. I think I might... I actually, <laughs> thinking about it, I might have done that already during this episode and just didn't realise. Yeah, fuck it. Listen, the cat's out of the bag now. I do know how to edit now, but I'm not feeling the best, and I just kind of want to get this up. So yeah, we'd tell Miss O... I'm going to call her Miss O'Brien again, but yeah, listen, the cat's out of the... Out of the hat now, it's it's uh, or out of the bag, whatever the saying is, it's Miss Otuma. We had to tell her, and ironically, we had her in the next class, Miss O'Brien. And yeah, Mr. Delaney took it well. Miss O'Brien, Miss O'Brien didn't. Miss O'Brien was very, very unhappy to say the very, very least. I'm not going to like do an impression of what Miss O'Brien said or what she did. But let's just say she used a lot of swear words that teachers don't normally use. She, I'm convinced, popped a vein because her face was quite red. And then the worst part, like I can get over someone getting angry, but she then just said, Lads, just get out your books there and uh, page 64 there. Just uh, write that out. And she said it in like that exact tone. And then uh, me and Stephen, Stephen, one of the culprits of uh, the chess 
facade. Uh, we kept looking over at each other, kind of nervously smiling. And I remember he asked, he asked for some Ryan a question. He was like, uh, here, miss, see this part here? Like, do we, do we have to, like, write that as well? <laughs> so Brian just very, like, sourly went, no. And we were like, oh, bollocks. Yeah, we've, we done, we done fucked up here. We done fucked up. And panic station, like, really, really set in here. And the likes of Stephen and there was another guy called Brian, who's also from Klein. Uh, there was a couple of others who were very lucky that they didn't do history. Because if they did history, they would have had Miss O'Brien again later that day. Like I did. Oh my god. This was uh, this is where I knew I had really fucked her off. We were... Uh, you know, do you know, sometimes in class you'd be reading out something in a book and the teacher will ask different people to read out certain sections. Miss O'Brien went around the whole room twice and skipped me both times. So there was, you know, let, let, let's, let's, let's recap that, right? This passage of the book we had to read was so long that we had to go around the whole room twice. And I was ignored both times. So there was another Dylan in the class. He got to read. Uh, there was a guy called Josh in the class. He got to read. Who else was there? There was there was Kieran. He got to read. There was Sean. Sean got to read. There was... Um, who else was there? There was fucking Sophia. Sophia got to read. There was uh, Leon who got to read. Taylor got to read. Fucking... John Cena somehow got to read. No, okay, that last part's a lie. But anyway, there was a lot of people who got to read. But I didn't. And this is where I went, okay, she's really fucking not happy with me. Now, this is where she came up to a few of us and told us, look, um, I've had to tell the principal about this. It's out of my hands. Uh, Yeah, you could be in a lot of trouble. Now, thankfully at home... I told people about this, my, my parents, and they weren't too upset. They were like, look, you know, whatever. They, they kept saying they didn't think anything was going to happen. And they were like, hey, look, they're probably just angry now, but give it give it a week and everyone will be fine. But of course, the rest of us were shitting ourselves. And uh, there's some motorbikes passing my house at fucking half 11 at night. Interesting. And um, yeah, they're, you know, we, we knew we'd really fucked off uh, a lot of people here. We got lucky in the sense that that this all happened on a Friday. We didn't have Miss O'Brien on a, on Mondays in fifth year. Tuesday, the school was closed for some reason. So we normally would have her on a Tuesday, but we didn't. So we didn't actually get to see her again until Wednesday. This is where the principal came in and we thought, oh, bollocks. Mr. Kelly, who, to be fair, was actually a nice guy, but, you know, had a bit of a temper on him and had no problem giving out when he had to and he was there and he was like you know looking at looking a bit disappointed not even angry just a bit disappointed and we thought oh we're gonna get a bollocking here and essentially what he said was era lads look it's disappointing and sure look we were all excited but look don't do it again <laughs> it was, that was kind of it we were like oh wow this is pretty uh that was pretty tame and he actually made a joke as well because he was like all I'll say to you is you know some of you will probably come to me in the next year asking me for a reference for college and stuff and what I would ask for there is if you approached me and apologised and uh, 
we can get over it then. But if not, then don't come asking me for a reference then. Uh, so hopefully, you know, you'll think about that and you'll make the right move. And we were like, ah, chess joke. <laughs> so to be fair to Mr. Kelly, he was able to, you know, I think he'd, he'd had a few days to think about it and process it. And he was like, look, it was a joke that got out of hand. And, you know, once once you come and apologize, it's fine. And this will tell you how little Mr. Kelly knew about who the fucking chess champion was. I went up and apologized to him. Never actually needed a reference off him in the end. But I went up and apologized to him and he went, oh yeah, and, and who are you again? I was like, uh, I, I'm I'm Dylan, the quote-unquote chess champion. He's like, oh, yeah, 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 Dylan, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank, thank you, Dylan. <laughs> he didn't even fucking know it was me! <laughs> so I'll tell you how little he knew about it. And Miss O'Brien, to be fair to her, she, she got us back good. She, um, she said to us, okay, Mr. Kelly was a bit calm there and let you off, but I'm not going to let you off. <laughs> yeah, here's uh, 200 facts about chess that you have to, to write up and send in. And I was like, ah, oh, yeah, bitch. <laughs> but no, no, that was... Listen, I, I get where she was coming from. And, and at the time, we were all like, oh, she's overreacting. She's being a bit of a fucking female dog. And, uh, you know, we were kind of angry. But then I, you know, now as an adult, I look back and I go, yeah, if someone had told me that they were a chess champion and I had gone and told the principal that uh, they need to announce this in the school so they can get credit and then uh, they also need to be in the school newspaper and also let's get onto the local like you know newspaper as well which covers the whole part of the county to talk about this too yeah i'd probably be pretty pissed as well if i found out it was all a joke um so yeah i totally get where she was coming from there and yeah that's where the chess champion stuff came from this was do you know what it's it's only now I look back and I go, fuck me, this was a really, really fun time in life. And I'm not sure the age range as of right now of people that listen to this show. But if there are, if there is anyone out there who is in like, you know, that fourth, fifth, sixth year kind of, you know, age group. I understand with COVID and stuff now, school is quite different. But do your best to enjoy it. Like, try and enjoy it, because it's only when it ends that you realise, fuck, like, that was actually quite good. I'm Like, you know, to go into sixth year where the chess thing was over, even though it's, to this day it still gets referenced to me anytime I meet someone from that school. Um, t- You know, t- to, uh, to end the school cycle the way we did, like, we really, really made the most of it, and... Yeah, it's the best bit of advice I can give to people out there in school. Obviously, it's, you know, try and do your best in there and try and, you know, do well in your exams and stuff, but enjoy it, you know? I know, as I said at the start, this school can be a tough thing for some people and school can be a bit of a... School can be a bit of a... It, yeah, it's a challenging time depending on people's circumstances. But try and enjoy it. Try and enjoy it. And don't pretend that you're, you know a champion in a sport that you've never played and that you've never actually, you know, even watched. Just, you know, be- behave. Have the crack within reason and, yeah. So anyway, lads, that's going to do it for this episode of Straight Out of Klein. It's still on the tip of my tongue to say Jotar Rising. I actually think and i'm not 100 percent sure about this but when i tried to record this first i'm fairly sure i said hello everybody and welcome to jotar rising it's going to take me a while to get used to not saying that but uh we'll get there in the end so i suppose once again i have to thank everybody for the support on this show so far i'm 
absolutely loving it. I'm really, really enjoying uh, recording again and just, you know, getting content out there for people. Uh, the next episode is going to be a fun one. It is going to be about how I got into acting and, you know, how my time in Kalasha Stefan Nefe, my second ever time in Kalasha Stefan Nefe, a bit of a preview there. Um, and how that's going and uh, talking about my experience of being on stage for the first time as a, as a theatre performer um, I'm looking forward to talking about all that and the main kind of point I want to get across in that episode is that and it, it will shine through more in the acting episode is that you can never like you never know what life is going to bring to you and you know, you might have a goal right now. And this is another bit of advice that, again, I'll talk about more on that episode. But you never know, like, you know, you might have a goal and it may not work out. Or you may feel like, I don't really want to do this. I don't really know if this is what I want to do. Don't panic. Because you will eventually find the thing um, that you want to do. And you will be able to be successful in that and, uh, and and give that 100%. And I know I might sound like I'm not making sense right now. As I say, I feel very under the weather. So I'm trying to get this out as best as I possibly can. But you know, that's something I went through recently. Um, and, and sometimes talking about these things in school can bring back memories of, oh, this is when I thought, yeah, I really wanted to be a wrestler. And it was nothing else but pro wrestling. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to be the first ever Cork WWE champion. And obviously now I'm not doing that stuff. And it's like back then I would have thought, oh shit, like I've, I've failed there. But I, I haven't. I found something that I really enjoy doing. It's something that without trying the thing I tried before with wrestling, I never would have came into this, you know, world of acting. And uh, and yeah, I suppose, yeah, just keep keep pushing through and keep uh, keep doing your best and, and eventually you'll, you'll get there. But we'll talk about that more on the, the next episode of, of I Nearly Said Joe's Hard Rising Again on Straight Outta Clyde. So that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Thank you once again to everyone who has reached out, who has downloaded an episode, who has listened to an episode, who has shared an episode online. It means the world to me. I look forward to uploading that episode, which will be up this Friday. I'm going to try and upload one every week. Uh, hopefully, um, we'll have like a specific day that I'll upload it. Friday seems like the best day, but maybe we can do Thursday, because I know a lot of people who upload on Fridays and... That's where Jotar Rising used to be uploaded, so we might try and, you know, make it different by going a Thursday or a Saturday, but we'll see. We'll see. But until then, lads, thank you so much for listening. My name is Dylan Tarlree, and I will talk to you all next time.